Welcome to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. on 1490 AM, WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome to Biker Life Radio. We are so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. We have a fantastic show lined up just for you. So take it away, Deb. Biker Life Radio is for those who are inspired to ride and those who inspire others to ride. We are here to reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and discover real life stories that will help you discover your purpose, find true freedom, and define your destiny. If you haven't noticed, Deb is still pretending to be like Demi Moore this week. I'm paying her a little bit of extra to do so. Uh, but anyway, keep going, Deb. All right. So today's show sponsors are Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So if you are ready to crank up your engines, put your chins in the wind, knees in the breeze, and seats in the saddle, then let's get rolling. All right, let's get it rolling. This show is going to be so amazing, and I am so super excited, man. Are you? I like how you did that with your arms, and you bent at the knees, and you said, I'm so super excited. Well, of course, because we've got guests in the house today. We are just going to crank this show right on over and into high gear pretty quick. Well, that sounds great. Now, who are our guests? You're referring to two people. I know of one of them. Well, you know, we've got well, a couple people, of is it guests. People, I'm not or? saying people. I just said a couple of guests. So don't turn this into something that it's not. Are you trying to tell me what to do on the air? Of course. Is it going to work? Is that what you're doing? Is it going to work? No. uh, Maybe. All right. So we have a couple of guests. We are so honored today to have an amazing biker rush out of Michigan is down enjoying some of the fun in the sun with us. Um, But of course, Liv, his beautiful, beautiful, well-behaved lady. Uh Uh-huh. And yeah, <laughs> German Shepherd. German oh, there Shepherd. you go. Yep, there she goes. And so Liv is just the, the most amazing dog I think I've ever been around myself. And so Kevin and Liv are down enjoying the fun in the sun. Yep. We've even actually had some biker time together. Oh, so yeah, we cool. have done some biking time together, which you want to stay tuned because we're going to tell you all about that along with Rush that's here. Rush, did you want to say hello real quick? Hey, hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good to be here. Uh, A little nervous first time for everything, but bear with me. We're going to get this off. Well, that's great, Rush. How could not anybody be nervous for the first time on the radio? That's just natural. Yep. So we want everybody to stay tuned. But right now, we're going to Dutch, who's going to do his raw and unapologetic uh, segment right now. Right. And Dutch is? The author of Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout book, and an amazing author. He has a lifelong history of biking and riding, and you do not want to miss this segment because he will blow you away. And he's a Detroit Lions fan that blows my mind. <laughs> I come out here to Florida, and I meet a man, and I'm telling you what, this guy is a Lions fan, a true blue Lions fan, just like me. He's a crazy man. So if, if, if for any other reason you've got to look or listen, I should say, or pick up Dutch's book, 
is because he's a Lions fan. That's right. A diehard Lions, Lions. fan. <laughs> Go need, Lions. They right? need all the help they can get. <laughs> and Every so fan. does Dutch. So, you know, Dutch is here. <laughs> well, I mean, in a nice way yeah. as far as, you know, getting Definitely his book. Definitely supporting him in his de- endeavors right. to be an author because he's an amazing author. We love Dutch. And so why don't we turn it over right now to Dutch and raw and unapologetic. We'll be right back. Good afternoon, Chuck and Deb. Thank you so much again for having me on your wonderful show. I am Dutch Van Alston. I am the author of Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout, book number one in the Life Behind Bars book series. And I am raw and unapologetic. And I'm going to start out today with an apology, which is I bought a bunch of new audio equipment to make my really creepy little voice sound a little better and pitch a little bit with better quality and I am not figuring out how this stuff works very well so I am going to hopefully uh, thank Chuck in advance for fixing any kind of audio problems that I may be having I am not the sharpest knife in the drawer when it comes to stuff like this and he and I are going to have to sit down and have a little tutorial on how best to use this software and we'll have to hurry because usually we start drinking right away and by the end we're just going to be making plans for like world invasion or something. So so Bubbles has been better this week. I greatly appreciate all the effort she's put in. I see my papers are to the left of me. My coffee is to the right of me. And she just brought me a little glass of my favorite drink, which is one part bourbon, one part sour mash with a little splash of Tennessee love. And then... And by the way, Tennessee love, I'm not talking about like Warren Beatty, banjo type Tennessee love, you know, none of that. But I want to do two different things today. I want to read a couple of letters that people have sent. And I also want to touch on Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow, which is always kind of an ironic day for me because it's a day we give thanks for everything we have. And then just a few hours later, we are beating the snot out of each other at Walmart, fighting over the things we don't have. So somebody figure that out for me. But I know Thanksgiving sounds boring, and no, it's not going to be one of those. I'm thankful for all my family and all the wonderful things. I'm not going to bore you to tears, I promise. But I want to read a letter here from Joe. Wow, I can't pronounce it. Another Eastern European name. So Wozniak, maybe? Joe Wozniak? Close enough. From Rotterdam, New York. So, Joe. Thank you for your letter. Joe writes, Dutch, what can I do to help educate ignorant people about the concept of what being a biker is? And I think what he's talking about basically is all the negative stereotypes that people have. And Joe, I'm going to give you an answer of uh, kind of in, in reverse order. I'm going to tell you what not to do. And that is don't do what I did a couple of weeks ago. I was out in my front lawn playing there and it sounds worse than it is. I was laying underneath one of the bikes trying to uh, wrestle a loose nut, which I guess is kind of ironic, isn't it? And um, I could see in my peripheral vision a woman walking a dog and a little kid. And the dog kept barking and barking. And the little kid was getting nervous. So I just peeked my head up and I said to her, oh, don't worry about it. You know, I like dogs and, you know, he's a cute dog or something like that. And this woman just grabbed her daughter and like pulled her head toward her body and just like like she was seeing the elephant man for the first time and they walked down the road so uh, it's not anything I'm unaccustomed to so I just ignored it and 
went back down on the ground and finished what I was doing. Uh, a few days later, scenarios very similar. I still had all the motorcycles out in the front lawn because I was cleaning out the garage. And um, first off, let me set the scene for you really quick. Out in my front lawn, I have a flagpole with the American flag on top and the Gasden flag on the bottom. Uh, for those of you who do not know what that is, that is uh, the Do Not Tread on Me flag, the yellow one with a snake. And this woman slowed her gait as she was walking by my house and kept looking over at me. So I could tell she wanted to say something. So out it comes. Sir, which I, I love when they call me sir, because it's usually followed by you're making a scene or something like that. So it, nothing good happens after that. So she says, sir, I would appreciate and that's another one. I love when people say that. When people say to you, I would appreciate if what they're really saying is, you better do what I tell you to do or I'll make your life a living hell. So she said, sir, I would appreciate if you did not talk to me or my daughter as we're walking down the road. So already I know what I'm dealing with. And a smart, rational, reasonable person, i.e. not me, would have just walked away. But I asked for clarification on that very broad and blanket statement. And she said something to the effect of my racist flag, which she pointed to the Gaston flag, and how I am just all about drawing attention to myself and my motorcycles out the front lawn. And, and I'd said to her, first off, the Gaston flag is, and again, I started to explain it to her and she interrupted and just said something inaudible to me. And again, I should have just backed off and walked away. Then I said to her, ma'am, you really should maybe just open up and read a book sometime and learn a little something about history. And she said, I happen to read all the time. And I thought, well, I don't just mean the instructions to the blender that you just bought. I'm talking about read an actual book and figure out what you're talking about. Then she said, I just like to draw attention to myself. And then she included everybody in the neighborhood because she speaks for everybody in the neighborhood, apparently. She said, we all know you just like to draw attention to yourself and your motorcycles and your flag and your dogs and your music. I thanked her for her Psych 101 interpretation of my life, to which, again, again, I'm responding to this woman. Again, to what she said to me, something to the effect of, oh, I suppose you have a master's degree or something. And this idiot just kept talking and talking. And the idiot is me, by the way. I just kept responding to her. And I said, as a matter of fact, ma'am, I do have a master's degree. I'm a master's level clinician. But she just shook her head, rolled her eyes, which I guess meant guys with tattoos and grease under their fingernails don't have those. I said, I happen to know you work at the bank down the road, okay? I happen to work in a homeless program in the city of Tampa. I go into the homeless camps. I go into the homeless shelters and have one-on-one -on -one clinical sessions with these people. Again, I don't know why I'm defending myself. The more I talked, the less she believed me. So off she went down the road, and I was just kind of sitting there knowing I'd accomplish nothing. So my answer would be, don't engage people you know are just idiots, okay? And they tell them, they tell you who they are very quickly through words, through actions, through inactions. You need to pick up on who's an idiot quick and just let it go. I picked up on she was an idiot quick, but I just didn't let it go. So to answer your question, how about, and I know this will sound like a shameless plug, let them listen to the Chuck and Deb show because that is their mission. This is what they started this show for. 
was to smash through these negative stereotypes about bikers and riding motorcycles. Because riding motorcycles is a beautiful thing. It's peaceful. It's serene. And I'm going to clarify that and expand on that here in a minute. So, second letter is from Bridget Rourke of Mesa, Arizona. Well, hello, Bridget. I'm glad you're looking at my website and looking at my Facebook page. She asks the question, Dutch, why don't people in cages pay attention to us? Easy answer, Bridget, and you got yourself a free book with an easy answer. And the answer is, they are idiots. There's no real other explanation for that. So I want to get on to Thanksgiving real quick because uh, I don't want to take up a lot of your time. You guys came here to listen to Chuck and Deb, not my incoherent ramblings. And I am thankful for something this year. I reunited with a friend of mine who's actually a brother of mine. Uh, I mentioned a guy named Sean Kemp last week, and Sean and I uh, talk quite a bit. He mentioned that a mutual friend and brother we have, Dwayne Lanzillo of Rochester, New York, Hopefully he's not wanted because I just ratted him out where he is. Um, and his nickname is Zonk, by the way. He's had that nickname his whole life. And Zonk and I had, and I don't want to say a falling out because it wasn't, but we quit speaking about four years ago because I didn't really like how he handled a situation that occurred. But Sean, to his credit, kind of pushed me to think and I had to flip the script, as they say, and I came to understand that if the situation was entirely reversed, I couldn't have, and, and no, I said couldn't and not wouldn't, I couldn't have come up with a different way. So that makes me a giant hypocrite, and I owe Zonk an apology because Zonk is a good man. I, I love the guy. We, we were like best friends I mean he just instantly for the first time we met we rode in different clubs but that didn't matter we just were super great friends and I and I miss the time we had together um, of, the, of the times that I can actually remember very few I can convey through this microphone right now but you'll just have to take my word for it but I'm really thankful that uh, I'm speaking to him again and I want to tie that in with uh, another quick anecdote that my mom passed away Saturday now, it wasn't a real surprise. My mother was 78. She wasn't in the greatest of health. She wasn't bedridden or anything like that. But she's 78, and once you're 78, you're, you're living on God's time, and he can revoke that time whenever he wants. And Saturday was the day he chose to do that. I was in St. Petersburg at the time, and when my sister called, I was just on my way into the dealership. Of course, I didn't feel like doing that. So I got back on the motorcycle and I went back across the Skyway Bridge and back into Manatee County. And I decompressed a little bit and let the dogs out. And I got back on my motorcycle, back over the Skyway Bridge. I turned around, back to this county. I did that four different times. It's a very scenic and solemn and comfortable ride going over the Skyway Bridge here in Tampa. It's a beautiful sight and it really put me at peace and I know there's people out there who would say your mom just died and you went for a motorcycle ride how can you do that and my response to that would be how could I not do that what am I supposed to do go into a corner 
full of rage and anger and sadness? Do you want to be with me when I'm like that? I will tell you, no, you don't. I don't want to be with me when I'm like that. I, I don't want to be with me when I'm not like that. So, I mean, to invite that on anybody is just the incorrect advice. I did what I knew would help me process some things without reverting to going to a corner with a bottle of whiskey and just screaming at the world. Why would I want to do that? It's an ugly sight. You know, I no longer feel, I no longer fear hell because I've already been there. I wouldn't, I don't want to revisit that. So I got on the motorcycle. I put Joe Bonamassa's song, uh, A Different Shade of Blue, on a repeat cycle, and I just kept listening to it. And I kept thinking of memories of waking up and smelling garlic in the house and how my mom used to cringe and bite her lip during the motocross races every time she saw me coming around the corner or over the jump because she was just in fear that any second I was just going to break my neck. So I miss my mom. I love my mom. But I did what was reasonable to me. And believe it or not, sometimes I'm a reasonable person. It made me think about Zonk that what if we weren't speaking and I mean, he's been a biker his whole life, which means he could be shot. He could be hit by a car. He is not the bastion of health by any means. He could have passed away and I would have never been able to get a chance to speak to him again. So I'm thankful that he and I are friends. I'm thankful that I had my mom for so many years. And I just would advise you that when you're sitting around the Thanksgiving Day table this year, there's somebody there you're not speaking with, you might want to think about next year because they might not be there. Now, I don't believe at peace in any cost, if anybody knows me. I mean, the whole theme of my book is you'll shed blood for your family, but you don't need blood to be family. And I really believe that. But make sure you're really mad at this person because they might not be there next year. So with that, I'm going to... Uh, Post a couple of pictures of Zonk on my Facebook page, Life Behind Bars book series. I warn you, he's a hideously, hideously ugly man. He looks like Grandmama from the Adams Family. And when you see it, you're going to go, oh my God, he wasn't exaggerating. He, he, re he really is quite, quite disturbing. But he is one of the best friends I ever had. And, and I love the guy. And, and I'm thankful we're speaking again. So please hit like on Chuck and Deb's page, like on my Life Behind Bars book series page. I got 500 new ones last week. Thank you very much. Visit my website. I will have a book in your hand. Not in your hands. I'll turn it around in 24 hours, freshly autographed, and then it's up to the post office. So it may take six weeks, and but usually it takes about three days. But anyway, have a Thanksgiving. Have a blessed day with your, your, your loved ones, and uh, I will see you next week. Thank you. All right. Welcome back. Hey, we are so truly grateful and thankful for Dutch. And Dutch, we want to offer our condolences to you for the loss of your mother. And we really do appreciate you continue to do the show, even though you're going through this. So thank you so much, Dutch. Attention. Get a pen and paper ready. Call this number now, 516-407-9135. Listen. Would you like to make money using your cell phone? If so, then stop everything and listen to what I'm about to say. I can't believe how simple and fun this is. All I do is give out this phone number 516-407-9135 and this 100% phone-based business spits out $100 commissions paid directly to me. You have to hear this. 
Call and listen to our short two-minute intro and if you like what you hear, simply press 1 to get all of the details instantly over the phone. You'll have all of the details and info you need to make a decision within 10 minutes from now. I love this and you will too. Call 516-407-9135 now. Again call 516-407-9135. That's 516-407-9135 or visit supermansuccess.com. All right, welcome back. I'm Chuck. And Dab. And Rush. We're so truly grateful and thankful that you stuck through and made it to the other side of raw and unapologetic. Hey, you know... Dutch, actually in his book, Demons Rising, talks about uh, fireside chats, right, Deb? Yes, between Digger Garcia and Solomon, Solomon. two characters in the book. Um, And so they do. They have pretty deep conversations from time to time um, all around the campsite fire. And so, um, you know, one of the things I know that Rush wanted to do when he came was do some camping, which he's passionate about, the outdoors. And so he found a campsite to stay a few nights at out at Lake. Manatee State Park, and uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that, Rush? Great park, people, and I tell you what, if you haven't been there, you got to get there. It is just really sweet. A lot of trails, uh, great sites, good people, good service, uh, good place to go and check out. So I remember that we had to get some firewood from the park rangers. Well, back it up up just a minute. (laughs) The first night you went to get firewood yes oh there's a story behind that there's a story about that yeah we went up there to get some firewood thinking i was going to be all set and they said well we're all out and they said but you can go uh six miles down the road and go to a gas station get some and well i did so and uh but it was kind of like go for wood (laughs) but no i did have some uh wood for the uh for the first night but uh now you know it was just a wonderful time now you defined go for wood as well wood that you put on the fire and then a few minutes later you got to go for some more and put (laughs) on to keep the fire going it it was pretty dry wasn't hardwood but i tell you what it was still a campfire and i loved it and it was wonderful there you go. So um, am I up to yes. proceed now? Because I've forgotten already where I'm at, Deb. So why don't you take over? Well, night number two was when you guys really bundled up the good wood. And uh, <laughs> Rush is an amazing fire starter. Not only that, but he kept it going all night long, which was really cool. So we invited Dutch um, and his significant other, his lady, his wife, out to do some of that fireside chat. And uh, unfortunately, she was tied to work, couldn't come out. But Dutch did join us, and we had some great fireside time. Yeah, it was great to have you. Honolulu Blue, yeah, it sounds yeah, good Dutch, to me. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe there's a connection there. I don't know. <laughs> what, what can we say? We don't we don't know about these things. Yep, exactly. So we did. They, we actually had a great night at the fire out at the um, Lake Manatee it State really Park. Was. It was fantastic. But, the only um, thing was, I got ate up by mosquitoes. Look, you can see it on my ankles right now. I got tore up. <laughs> I do. I mean, big time. Yeah, they man. love me, Kevin didn't get anything. He's got bad blood, but either that or he's got pure alcohol running through his blood. I think I'm hearing some whining going on, Chuck. <laughs> from Kevin? I mean, Rush? <laughs> no, from you about your bites. Oh, oh from me. Yeah. All so right. toughen up, Buttercup. Just suck it up. That's what Rush is always supposed to say to me, not you. <laughs> I say a lot of things to, to Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> One of the only few. Well, not true. I've got two in here that can actually gang up on me. Well, oh. we've got to stick up for ourselves when it comes to you because you're what a pretty tough guy. Absolutely. Yeah, that's Should right. That. Let's not focus on me. Okay, moving on. Anyway, so- let's talk about me a little bit more. 
<laughs> You're too funny. So, uh, yeah, so we did the fireside chat. It was a great time. Um, the one thing I was a little bummed about is I didn't bring all the stuff for s'mores. And, you know, that's just kind of the campfire thing to do. But you're perfect in every other way. Well, no, not really. But thank you for saying that on the air. It makes me feel good. Um, but, you know, I think Rush has got plans to do some more camping. So I said oh, that's yeah. the one thing right. i got to make sure and put on my shopping list besides the hot dogs and hamburgers is stuff for s'mores. You know, she was so worried about the s'mores. But when I talked about Rush, about how my legs got eaten up, she didn't care that she didn't bring the citronet, citra, citronella candle. Oh, right? Yeah. No, actually, she did. Okay. She was so wonderful that she actually took off and went up to the store and brought some uh, spray because they didn't have anything else. Right. right. And of course, my timing is perfect. And I get back and the mosquitoes are gone. They were gone. Okay. They were gone. Well, they seemed gone. I think we made they ate them all because they sort of got into the food. Or they ate you. <laughs> they like I don't know. Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> they, or they died from eating Kevin, who didn't know that he got bit. Or maybe they died from eating me. Yeah, they were full. Either way, we survived. <laughs> it was a good time. Fireside chat Wonderful. Uh, with uh, the author of mm. Demons Rising. And then, you know, we had made plans to go visit the iconic and well-known Ride Hard Saloon. Unfortunately, this is a really busy time of year for riding and uh, it was a St. Pete bike fest along with Burt's Barracuda up in Tampa so you know we really had a lot of things to choose from to do and most important I think was getting on those bikes and doing a little bit of riding. Yeah, I would agree. And, uh, you know, uh, Rush was a little bit apprehensive about it because he, like me, the first time that somebody offered their bike to me, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't comprehend it, quite honestly. I'm like, really? I'm going to ride some other person's bike? I, and I would never really even think about letting somebody ride my bike. You know, at the time, I'm like, I just wouldn't. And uh, over the years of doing this and been been on somebody else's bike a couple of times, it was just easy. Because once you get on, you forget about it. It's somebody else's bike. You just sort of ride. But he did. He got on. He said, uh, you know, he took it around the block. He's ready to go. He picked the bike he wanted to ride on. And next thing you know, here we are heading over the Skyway Bridge. Well, you know, you bring a good point up because I think most of us as bikers, and Rush, you probably can, you know, speak for a, a lot of bikers too, is, you know, our motorcycle is kind of this sacred entity or extension it, it's an, of us. It's an extension of ourselves, wouldn't you agree? Uh, I certainly do agree with that. So yeah. just the fact that someone sits on our bike is like totally oh, taboo. Yeah. It, was, it was new to me. I uh, got over it quick. Um, <laughs> and, and I was so glad I did get over it quick because it was a wonderful day and bless their hearts for uh, giving me one of their bikes to ride the hell out of all day. Yeah, got that wind in your face and it, uh, oh, everything changes right then and there. As soon as you're out there bringing that in, that's what we love about it. Yep. But just stepping back for a moment, you'll recall, Deb, one day we were out at the beach and we were at uh, the Moose. And uh, this guy comes out, he's yeah. checking out my bike, and uh, he says, can I sit on it? Yeah. yeah, big pause there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's about what happened when he asked me. And the funny thing was is I knew this guy, but he didn't actually, actually recognize me. So because I knew him and I wanted to be fairly nice, you notice the words <laughs> fairly. fairly nice. <laughs> okay. I allowed him to go ahead and sit on the bike. Now, this guy could barely touch the ground. Right. And he so I was really worried. So as soon as he got on, he took the bike. So I'm there to you know, support my bike. I was worried. Yeah, my very first time. But the guy loved it. I mean, come on. You got to think about it. Somebody, you know, he's looking at the bike. He's loving his bike. 
can I sit on it? Damn. But at least he asked. You know, had I gone out there and the guy had been sitting on my bike, what do you guys think might have happened? Yeah, that would have uh, been a different good. story. I'd become a rush. What what, what would happen? Uh, not good. It wouldn't have been a good deal. <laughs> but now, did you take a picture of that man on your bike? Because no. I'll tell you what, he would frame that and put it into his living room. Hey, that's a great, great thought. I promise you would do. Absolutely yeah. great thought. You know, he didn't mention it. I didn't think he'd mention it because it I'm too worried. To <laughs> yeah, next time. Absolutely right. Yeah. You know, you don't think so, about that, so, what you it know, means to that there person. There we go, bikers. I mean, this is a good point. Right. And this is how we want to encourage other people who want to ride to ride. How do we do it? Let them get on your bike. Right. Just protect your bike. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean I'm mean, i going to, look, we're probably going to get a lot of people, guys, that's going to disagree with us that Absolutely. are listening right now. Yep. They're saying, I'm not going to let anybody touch my bike. I'm not going to let anybody sit on my bike. But you know what? What if you inspired one person to ride and it changed their life? Oh, Absolutely. I said, what would happen? You know, because quite honestly, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, Deb and I wouldn't be riding right now if it weren't for Rush. Oh, because we went to visit Rush yeah. in Michigan years back. I can't remember how years it is now. Long time. But, but we went to visit him, and he had his bike in the garage, and he was talking to me, and he reminisced with me about how we used to go riding when we were younger. And it just brought that spur back. It was just that it was just that excitement, that thrill, the, the love of riding back that I had forgotten about. And also, too, um, we went to Jim's... Um, Oh, that's right. And then um, we sat on some bikes. I asked Chuck to sit on some bikes. And then I asked as a friend to a, another friend to make a promise that he would take a Harley for a test drive. There you go. And next thing I know it, well, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck and Deb now. Yeah. That's absolutely right. right so on, my so we, we all are, all, all everything as absolutely. far as us getting back started to rush for had we not visit him and for his inspiration, his love for biking yeah. and being able to convey that to us to once again inspire us to ride. You know, that's part of the beginning of our, our show. Right. For those who inspire others, others to, to ride. ride as well. Right. For those who are inspired to ride and those who inspire others to ride. And I I think sometimes it takes us stepping out of our comfort zone, you know, being that protective mother over that motorcycle is the first step. And you're absolutely right, Rush. You know, that that gives people an opportunity to feel maybe something that they've never felt before. And, you know, just then now, if I sat on it, holy cow, what if I rode that baby? Amazing (laughs) stuff. Yeah, absolutely right. so let's do that. I think it's a great idea to inspire others to go out Absolutely. there. And if somebody's eyeballing your bike, spot ma- your front tire. Let them sit on it. Spot, yeah. spot, spot your it. bike. Let them sit on it. Let her, whatever, sit on it. And let them have that wonderful feeling. Right. A, they, they would love that. I That's agree. It. And so let's go for it. I mean, let's take that risk. And you'll be amazed. I mean, just think about it. I mean, see, when, when we're talking about this, I see the vision in my head. Somebody's just there and they're sort of gawking at your bike or whatever. And you walk up and you say to them, would you like to sit on it? There you go. That changes their life right <laughs> yeah. there. Their eyes and they're like, up. are you kidding? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Their eyes, you know, yes. Russ is saying their eyes are like, you Absolutely. know, bulging out. They and could you imagine seeing that? For a long, long time. There right. you go. Could you, you, know, you got to love the the thought of bringing joy to somebody else's life. And, and I think that's breaking the barrier of that motorcycle mystique, too, because we're looked at, you know, so how many times do you walk out from the beach in jeans and boots and people look at you like, really? Yep. But, you know, we're just the same. Same kind-hearted people, and oftentimes just 
people just don't understand it. So it's that mystique that we're breaking down the barriers to. It's so true. If you were able to do that, they're going to, what's this, what's, what's this guy going to like frame me for stealing his bike or something? <laughs> right. You know, they're expecting you to come out and be grouchy and grumpy because they're close to your motorcycle. And so if a whole different approach is, hey, would you like to sit on it? Oh, you know, or get a picture. A I'd love to do that. It'll change your life. Yeah. And believe me, a, a young child, sit on that bike with that young child and yeah. have a picture taken. Yeah. That child will have that picture with them a long, long time. Right. Absolutely. Very true. You know, I'll tell you, it's uh, interesting how we just all of a sudden we're on this topic, but a good message came out of it. And that's what you got to love about doing this. You know, our show is totally unscripted. We just hop on a microphone. And that's why Rush is on the other side. He's like, oh, I don't know what these guys are going to throw at uh, at me. And and we're like, look, look, just dude, if you guys knew Rush, you would fall absolutely in love with him. As a matter of fact, he went out today. I don't know how many friends this guy made just in a day. Seriously, no matter where Rush goes, he's making friends. Isn't that right, Rush? Well, it sure seems that way, but uh, it just turns out that way. Yeah. Just fortunate and blessed in that in that fact. Well, I, I think that's because uh, even though you say you hate people, like I say sometimes, <laughs> really deep down inside, you yeah, actually, you actually, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, I'm definitely a people person. I just have my moments, and I have. Um, no, I, yeah, my moments. I I like my downtime, my my own time. Uh, but no, um, well, you have people in our lives. You're personal with people. You get real with people. Right. And when people when people get real with other people, people dig that man. You can see it though. You know, it's yeah. not superficial. Right. You know, because um, you know, the other day Kevin went out and he helped me with my air conditioning. Matter of fact, we're start. So I okay, we're gonna go back and forth just so you know. I'll call Kevin Rush and we'll just go back and forth because. His radio name is Rush, but I know him by Kevin. Deb calls him KJ or Kev. I think uh, I think uh, Nicole calls him Kev. So he has uh, numerous names. How many names do you have, Kevin? Way too many. Come on, tell us some of them. Tell, oh you get, yeah, come on, seriously, step up, step up to the there's, mic. And, um, there's not Rush, the bad ones. There's a Possum Gut. Oh, um, gosh. What? Are you kidding me? Possum gut? <laughs> oh man, that's come on. You no, no. There's got to be a story behind possum gut. Well, yes, oh yes, absolutely. There is. Um, uh, where I used to work, and uh, I used to eat anything and everything. People would bring in their leftovers. Uh, it just didn't matter what it was. I would eat it, and uh, a couple guys started calling me possum gut because I would eat anything. Didn't matter what. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anybody else out there like that would eat anything? A possum and, gut. <laughs> you know, uh, we were watching this show the other night, Rush. It was uh, Impractical Jokers. And somebody on that show, is it jo- Joe will eat anything too. Yeah. So you could probably get on that, that uh, show with them, possum gut. But for right now, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Attention. Get a pen and paper ready. Call this number now 516-407-9135. Listen. Would you like to make money using your cell phone? If so, then stop everything and listen to what I'm about to say. I can't believe how simple and fun this is. All I do is give out this phone number 516-407-9135 and this 100% phone-based business spits out $100 commissions paid directly to me. You have to hear this. Call and listen to our short two-minute intro and if you like what you hear, simply press 1 to get all of the details instantly over the phone. You'll have all of the details and info you need to make a decision within 10 minutes from now. I love this and you will too. 
Call 516-407-9135 now. Again call 516-407-9135. That's 516-407-9135 or visit supermansuccess.com. Welcome back. I'm Deb. And Chuck. Rush. All right. Ooh, I like so, that. He's getting into it. I think he's finally starting to get getting warmed up to being on the radio. Right, getting his radio voice he, all Either running. that or that Jack Daniels starting to get his ass warmed up. <laughs> all right. So now, if I recall correctly, there was one show in particular that we had done. And next thing I know, we've got Rush blowing up the phone saying, hey, dudes, I could talk to this guy about this challenge. And I didn't have a chance to really talk look into it at all but i just wanted rush to share that because he was all fired up about and i'm gonna sabotage the name probably hoka hey or something like that so take it it away rush all right thanks deb and um okay uh i was at this little dive bar in michigan and um i just happened to be uh, outside the bar and i noticed on this bike and it's a rough looking little rat bike and um but uh, I, I seen the Hokahe emblem on there, and nobody will ever have an Hokahe emblem on their bike. And, and you knew it was a Hokahe because you knew about it before. Yes, or? I heard. I, I was into the challenges. I love riding for extended periods of time, long, long hours of riding, and um, so I, I checked into uh, the Iron Butt and the Hokahe, and then seeing that logo. And that emblem at that bar, I sat out there, and it was close to an hour, maybe longer. I don't know. Really? But I waited for this man because I wanted to actually meet and talk to a real Hokahe man. And he come on out, and he knew what the heck I was doing, standing by his bike. <laughs> and I picked his brain, and I'll tell you what. Um, it changed me. Um, I certainly was not man enough to do the challenge, but I tell you what, it was a great experience. And um, to speak to someone that actually did the Hokahe, it was phenomenal. What were some of the things or tips or what was it about it that he said the Hokahe? And what was it that it sort of intrigued you right. about? Just the long hours, the, the consistent hours, the days that you're on that sled, you're getting off rarely. <laughs> just as, as little as possible. You're covering as much ground as you possibly can in a short amount of time allowed. And it's all about hours and miles on the sled did he happen to say what was maybe the one of the toughest things about it i mean was there any particular one particular thing no he said that it definitely uh it kind of wore him out a little bit it it changed him it it really wore him out um he said he was so far off the pace it was unbelievable but yet uh the the gentlemen that were really up there in the the top part of the the challenge it was phenomenal they were riding with bags so they they could urinate (laughs) right on the bike they would not get off the bike even to go to the bathroom these guys would sit on their bikes and fill up their bikes while sitting on it while it was running They'd put the pump back in and they would take off again. Huh. Did he happen to say, I'm curious always about these type of endurance riders. What motivated him to even want to do that? Did you have a chance to talk to him about that? No, I I just kind of just talking to him. I got the uh, impression that he was uh, kind of an idiot like me. Just (laughs) love hours in the seat. Uh, The saddle is the only place to be. My best day was 17 hours and just to get gas and that was it. 
Um, but I've had a lot of other days close too. But that's nothing compared to a lot of you other guys out there, I'm sure. But it's, I believe, in my opinion, and it's all about the endurance, just being on the bike as long as you can and to not get off. Right. Um, pretty much that's about it. Now, since you mentioned that, I happen to just out of curiosity look into the Hokahe as well. And it's a 10,000 mile test of endurance, absolutely like you talked about. And I know we've talked a little bit in the past about the Iron Butt right. um, Challenge. And, you know, that is a whole different level of rider than the one that gets on their motorcycle and does a two hour trip up across to the next town, has lunch, and rides back. So, <laughs> you know, the interest in even the desire to want to do that is absolutely like you said. There's there's something about that seat in the saddle. Yes, it, it, they're uh, just a, a breed apart. They're just a different breed of cat. Um, these guys that you know, and I just love to be in the seat. I could not get enough of it, and I'm believing that's the same reason that these guys do, do these crazy challenges. Yeah. Right. Earlier, you said something uh, that I thought was interesting, Kevin. You uh, or Rush? I'm sorry, we don't like Rush. Uh, you said something earlier, and you said um, that you're not a blank. That you are a. I'm a rider. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I am a. I don't know. I just don't have quite the answer for that. I'm so, so humble. In, in So you don't call yourself a... A biker? I, yeah, I guess. I, <laughs> you just you, Well, I get it. See, the reason I'm, I'm saying humble. that is because I relate. You know, it's not necessarily about being a biker, even though our, our show's biker life. It's just about biker lifestyle. Um, but what it is for me, you know, and a lot of times people ask me stuff about my bike. Honestly, you guys are going to hate me. You're going to talk stuff about me. All you haters will start coming forward, which... You know, we only have two none. listeners, so one can hate and one can love. That's no, the way it works. Anyway, uh, you know, I don't know everything about everything that every asked me, every anybody asked me. What I know is I love to ride, period, end of story. Yep. Right. Don't ask me about that motor plant that I'm riding that's in between my legs because it, I couldn't tell you. All I yeah, know there is you it's go. the baddest motor plant in the world, and it is just a wonderful ride. I, I am a true rider, but I... Don't get into the motor plan. I don't mess with the motors. I ride. That's right. right. You're, we you're get for it. the I love of riding. Together. Absolutely right. So the bottom line is just get out there and ride. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. Make the best of it. The heck with all the other stuff. You're going to have those guys, those gearheads, all that other stuff. They're going to say, they're going to decide or they're going to try to decide for you whether you're not or you're a biker or not. But that's for you to decide. Right. You know, because it's about your ride. Yep. We're not riding to their standards anyways. You're riding to your own. That's to, right. To your and that's all that matters. To your passion. That's right. You go out there to ride for you and nobody else. Now, do you care about everybody else? I mean, as far as when I say care, you're you're making sure that other people on the road is just as safe as the rest of the people. In other words, you're being respectful of anybody else on the road. Absolutely. But I don't need to preach to anybody about that. But anyway, I think it's a good point, Kevin. You know, uh, I was glad that you mentioned that earlier. And I'm grateful that you brought up the story about the Pocahaya. You know, we didn't know about that until you mentioned it. And there's a lot of things we don't know about. That's what's one. Wonderful about being able to do this show because 
It's like almost every week, almost every day, we're learning something new about the motorcycling industry, the motorcycle culture, and it, it really is starting to get like loads of fun. Absolutely. And, you know, we do learn each and every day. And just I wanted to give our listeners a little bit of information about the Hokahe because it was new to us. So Hokahe, H-O-K-A-H-E-Y, challenge.com is the website you can go to to find out all the details. There is a 2020 challenge coming up. So if that is for you and that long distance endurance type of riding is for you, then by all means, go check it out. Get in let us know. We want to hear from you, so please let us know. Yeah, that'd be really neat if we had some of our listeners uh, that went out and actually took action. Oh, love to hear from <laughs> And you. actually did something about that, because that'd be great. And actually, we're open to interviewing anybody that did it. So, you know, Kevin, it's too bad you didn't meet that guy and say, I, I know these guys, but that was a long time ago. Right. And we could have got somebody on the show. We'll, we'll oh, do my. that. We'll do some of that in the future. So sure. we'll plan on that for sure. But uh, we're just uh, really grateful to be where we are today. And I think what we've got to do right now is take a quick break. And we'll be right back. Attention. Get a pen and paper ready. Call this number now 516-407-9135. Listen. Would you like to make money using your cell phone? If so, then stop everything and listen to what I'm about to say. I can't believe how simple and fun this is. All I do is give out this phone number 516-407-9135 and this 100% phone-based business spits out $100 commissions paid directly to me. You have to hear this. Call and listen to our short two-minute intro and if you like what you hear, simply press 1 to get all of the details instantly over the phone. You'll have all of the details and info you need to make a decision within 10 minutes from now. I love this and you will too. Call 516-407-9135 now. Again call 516-407-9135. That's 516-407-9135 or visit supermansuccess.com. Welcome back to Biker Life Radio or what? Or what? <laughs> or what? I love it. Oh, gosh. Oh, man, we're having loads of fun in the studio, let me tell you. <laughs> There's right. even going to be more fun right after this. No, <laughs> I can't wait for that. Yeah, so, but, yeah. And we could take all of you with us, but there's <laughs> only know. limited room. Right, laws they can't handle the fun. <laughs> so we're going to shift gears and really bring it back to home because we did get out and do some excellent riding. Uh, Birds Barracuda and the St. Pete Bike Fest was going on this weekend, and we did an amazing ride to Kevin to places he'd never been on a motorcycle before. Yeah, those strip joints were the best, weren't they, Kevin? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. Nope. Oh, they got the man. way with their poles. Ladies, have mercy on me, please. Oh, gosh. So we went over the Skyway. Now, we were just talking about that. Tell us a little bit about that experience as a new rider in the state of Florida. Oh, okay. Um, I had written in the Daytona area. Oh, my goodness. I'm thinking... In the 80s. But anyways, this uh, ride the other day on the Skyway. You yep. got it. Was was phenomenal. I mean, my goodness, uh, the further we got, and it was just got better and better and better with each passing mile. And then we get up to the, towards the, I guess, the top of it. And I'm just feeling really, really feeling really good. And so I'm just li- raising up my left arm and <laughs> with the old pump fist. And I uh, look back in my mirror and my good friend Chuck is right there with me. And brought back some wonderful memories of oh, riding no doubt. with him back in uh, in Colorado. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm not sure. I, I wanted to tell you this uh, as we were riding, but I couldn't do it, obviously. But as you go over the Skyway Rush, over to the uh, right a little ways, you can actually see Tampa in the distance. And then up a little ways, I'm using my hands, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. uh, in, front of, in front of Rush here. Over this way is a little bit with St. Pete, St. Pete, where the uh, Tropicana Field was. Right. So you could actually see Tropicana Field from the Skyway a little bit. And, and so it would given you an idea but the, it would be hard for me to tell you that while we're right so what caught my attention the most is when deb put her left arm out and i could see this big american flag flying i don't know where that was flying from but i seen it from a very far distance away and it was just a wonderful sight yeah and, yeah it's a huge flag. I don't know how how huge it is, it's but that's phenomenal. out at DeSoto State Park. Hey, and that's where you're going to be going. That's, that's right. why she was pointing that way to let you know you'll be over there next week staying there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't and wait they do that. have a real fort out there, so you can walk through the forts and everything. Uh, so there's some cool things out there. You're going to really enjoy yourself there. So from the Skyway Bridge. we Yeah, I think there was actually someone that when he, we talked about Fort DeSoto as well, maybe at Rossiter's, that was telling him that you have to go north to come south and so again up from the peak of that skyway bridge you really get that whole view of what that means and so that's why we kept pointing over at that big flag not only is it the love of the flag but you know you're going to be beautiful hanging out there scenery, next week beautiful sight yeah yep. got to get out there sure. and check it out if you, i'm sure you oh you're going to love it out there head. there's no doubt about it yep De Soto, so be ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah they better be <laughs> I'll tell you what, they're looking in a lot of good yeah. Yeah. camping in this anyway. state at this time of year is the best. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah this is the best. for sure. He's Wonderful. living it up out here, folks, loving it. And you can understand why, because what what's the temperature up in Michigan, Kevin? Well, I think I heard the other day it was 34. So there's a heat wave going on now. Heat wave. Heat wave right. at 34. <laughs> Things yeah. are thawing out a little bit. Goodness gracious. Okay, so you know how he's loving it here. So yep. then we headed out to where, Deb we, we started off at... At Burt's Barracuda in the you know St. Pete Clearwater area, and he moved to his new destination and um, packed, packed with fenders, packed with bikers, packed with all sorts it of things. But there was one thing in particular that I had an interest in doing while we were at Burt's. Well, let's come back to that because Kevin had a good time looking up some T-shirts. Oh he my! Did. He got himself a couple of good T-shirts. Oh, he got yeah. one T-shirt with a hog on it, right? Oh my goodness! I seen this one. I didn't even see the back or i'm sorry i didn't see the front of the shirt i seen the back of the shirt and i said i gotta have that t-shirt i gotta have that one and he <laughs> says okay that's the last one we have and lucky enough it was my size well i got it and turned it around well the front was better than the back <laughs> i just love it man but yeah. uh look yep. real good on you yeah it oh, does well, thank it's you. a good thank looking you. shirt yeah. for sure and, yeah. and i'm wearing memories. my by the way i'm wearing my st pete Pe beach bike, bike, bike fest, fest. Yep. Yeah, right now yeah. very proudly I, I like the I like the the uh, hog one because it sort of looked like you. So it's like you had your face on the T-shirt. <laughs> Shit, I'll hit him right now, Kev. <laughs> that was a compliment. It was. Yeah. Oh, really? I've heard worse. Okay. And then of course he was signing up for everything, and we well, signed up for a bunch of free things. So we're gonna win raffles, motorcycles so, yeah. and well, cash they, and all sorts of fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're all we're all like in this uh, winners mode now. But ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You're right. Yeah, if they call, I'll be so, ready. As you were saying, so we did that. Then we got split up from Kevin. Yeah, and then it was a in the meantime, frantic. we are a rush, I should say. And then we went uh, 
I, I knew they were doing some demo Demos. rides. And so we headed over that area just looking for Rush. And lo and behold, guess what they're doing? They are demoing the live wire. Now, who other than me is going to test ride the live wire? Of course, Chuck. So <laughs> we sign up, we get ready to roll. And while we're waiting, hanging out, talking about helmets and big heads and all that. Hold on, we got to get to that. Don't just bypass the big head thing. Let, as a matter of fact, let's go ahead and address it let's right now. Stop with the right. big head. Right so here's now. the story I go in to get my helmet, and it's the second time I'm in there because the first time I I went in. I didn't find a helmet I liked. Still didn't. The second or your time. size. Oh, I had the size. That wasn't the problem. So I come out with the helmet that I had to wear. And uh, these two guys come and walking by, and they're sort of joking and laughing. And the guy says, what size is your helmet? I says, it's a double, double X. See, it says right here. And, and he says to, a fr to his friend, see, I told you, his head is way bigger than your head. You'll get a helmet, no problem. I mean, what was that all about? I mean, I know I've got an El Grande head, but these guys were complete strangers. Tell them this Man, the brains. It hurts love. my little feelings. <laughs> yeah. What's more of that wah, wah, wah? Goodness gracious. So as we're hanging out waiting for our ride to begin, we see some who other than the West Coast yeah. Florida Riders. Of so course, Shannon everywhere you go, they, there's the West Coast Florida Riders. They were. And they said that a huge group of about 30 had just left the dealer heading down to the beach for the rest of the event. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, there was Dave and Shannon. And man, I got to tell you, I love Dave and Shannon. They're you know, the best. I haven't met anybody with the West Coast Florida Riders that I just haven't liked. These guys They're are awesome. just a great group of people. And Dave and Shannon were just so kind. And Dave's just a good-hearted person. You could tell just right off the bat. And then Shannon was such a sweetheart, she made sure that she got pictures of us on the bikes. Now, they and didn't recognize me. They they recognized El Grande. Oh, my, yeah, there you go. They just saw this huge head sticking out of the, out of the crowd. <laughs> okay, so, so I'm they were they were pretty pumped for us that we were actually doing the test ride because they had not signed up yet. Yep. And so they wanted to know what we thought and we have to be sure and talk about it because I have to tell you, I you know, we were a little skeptical initially about the live wire. Harley Davidson's been putting out all sorts of really cool stuff about it and all the things that it can do. And after test riding, I can honestly tell you, if I had 30 ground to pop down tomorrow, I'd probably buy two. Well, I think you'd have to have more than 30 grand. At least I'd have to have more than no. 30 grand to prop down. In other words, I'd have to have a whole heck of a lot of money. Like, meaning 30 grand doesn't mean anything. Well, like, 30 true. grand is like 10 grand. Right. Well, you know, the orange Re one is 30. So that's. <laughs> I know, but the that. 30 grand, I'm just not paying 30 grand. But it was a fantastic ride. All right. So, what'd you like best about the ride? What I liked. Fat, best about the ride is I felt like wheelies. I could pop wheelies on it. <laughs> Rush got it. The only time in my life I could pop a wheelie, right? On a demo ride. On a demo ride. And I was. I'd give that thing gas. The front tire would lift off the bike, off the asphalt. Imagine that. And not only that, as I was going, if I really pulled back the throttle, I'm pretty sure I could hear screeching with the tires. Okay. Yeah. And, and by the way, I left all those demo riders, especially the ones talking about my big head, in the dust. So he, there were a couple of rules before the demo ride. Oh, of course, I'm a rule follower and Chuck is not. So <laughs> the one thing they said is do not pass. 
And, you know, I most of the time, our experience in demo writing, it's been up in Daytona, and they have this course mapped out. You just That's write the course. course. Though. I like that, that course that a lot. Right. <laughs> it, it, this course, course was actually led by a lead writer, so mm-hmm. I was a little apprehensive about that because, you know, the live wire is all about speed, and I was ready to test it. They did take us on a road where we could open it up and hit the speed. And although statistically the live wire says zero to 100 in 3.1 seconds, oh, I can yeah. say Easy. I was up to 60 in two at least uh, easily. So zero to 100, how many seconds? 3.1. I, I believe it. No doubt about it. These bikes are fast as you know what. Can't say it on the radio, but they are fast and they move. And it was neat. Deb was like, I feel like I'm in Logan's run. <laughs> Those of you that are around my age might remember, you know, wheeling, whistling motorcycles. That's absolutely what it was. Now, I was a little nervous that without a clutch and gear shifting and all that stuff might be a little awkward, but it certainly was not. It was pretty easy peasy to roll on that throttle and get rolling and loved every minute of it. Oh, yeah. It went real well. I mean, it was just amazing. It's an amazing bike and it's an amazing ride. It handled, it balanced. As a matter of fact, when we were pulling in, Deb put her foot down. I said, Deb, there's no reason to put your foot down. You don't even have to do that with these bikes because that's how finely balanced they were. They were. They were very well balanced. And they had ABS on them. They yep, had ABS. ABS. Thanks for reminding me, Kevin. We had to stop real quick because there was a light change, and I I just slammed on that Go front brake, and I felt it, and that bike stopped. Well, you nice. didn't slam it on it. You gradually well, eased on it. All right, Come whatever. on, right terminology. No, I grabbed, the, I grabbed it. I grabbed it. I grabbed yeah. the front brake. I did. Well, the one technical thing about this motorcycle, as soon as you roll off the throttle, it actually has the slowing mechanism. Depending upon the mode, it slows naturally a certain way, and you know that was cool. It worked amazing. You know, Real quick, because we got to keep moving on here. But Dave actually mentioned when we were talking to him how this would be a great bike for, like, camping. Right. Yeah, I could see that off the road kind of stuff. But actually, on the road, it's a phenomenal bike. We shifted the modes while we're on it. Right. We tried the traction mode. Eh, yeah, yeah, it was a little Stayed on the highway mode. The guy even told me before I left, stay on the highway mode. Well, and that brings up a good point, because I know Harley has some adventure bikes coming out oh, next I, year. So you oh need to make sure God. and stay tuned. I can't tuned. wait. I, are they, I can't wait either. Uh, but they're not going to be electric, though, I don't think. I don't think so. But they're going to be on-road, off-road motorcycles. And you know what? Harley is just really pressing the limits and going into all places i cannot wait i just i just the only thing carly if you're listening you know what if you could lower this price i tell you gary what you lower this price around fifteen thousand dollars those things would be out the door because number one here in florida those would be a fantastic bike to ride there's no heat coming off right and you know i guess we get what a hundred something miles 110 uh, like they were saying i saw 146 on the specs but but you i know, think you do yourself a favor you could afford to lower it to 30 th- from Absolutely. 30 to 15 they'll probably move fast and oh. they're cool looking too they really are all right, so that's that. And then what we did is we headed out to the resort. You remember what took place with that rush? Well, yeah, there was some concerts going on. There was yep. um, a lot of beer drinking going on. And, <laughs> and we had great parking. Fantastic. We had some friends hook us up. So oh, big thanks to Mark, Mark again yes, from absolutely. the West Coast Florida Riders from hooking us up with the parking with his in-laws and his wife, Brandy. That's yep. uh, they, his uh, Her parents let us park there. Just a block, just right <laughs> around the corner. away from I mean, the event. Yeah, It was just phenomenal. Unbelievable. And uh, But we had a great time. We stayed a short time because we had a long day, and we headed back. We had a good time. Anything you want to add, uh, Rush, about the whole trip and what you liked? How about coming back over the Skyway? Did you notice anything coming back? 
nose dark. How about the color? <laughs> How about the color? Yeah. The lights on the bridge. Were totally I, lit up. I thought you saw that. I saw, thought you, I saw you uh, make a remark or something, but they yes. actually, the bridge was lead, uh, lit up. Lit up. I thought and, orange. And the best I could tell, mm. they, actually the lights under the pillars of the bridge were changing colors. Huh, that's cool. I think it was brighter and then lower. I'm pretty sure that's what I noticed, but it really looked cool. And if you noticed that as we were leaving Treasure Island over that one bridge, you could see it off into the right all lit up. And actually I saw uh, a picture of it on Facebook like that, and it just was cool to actually see it live. Phenomenal. So, Anyway, we have such a great time. It was a great ride. It was great to take uh, Rush out on the bike, and I'm so glad he made it through getting over riding another person's bike. Amen. Uh, be yeah, because it made a world of difference. <laughs> it, it wouldn't absolutely. have been the same, Rush, if you had come all the way down to Michigan and the great state of Florida and not been able to hop on a motorcycle. Right. We had them all ready to go for you. Right. And, hey, we're not done yet either. Right. You so people, that. so people, don't be shy like me. If somebody, out of the gener generosity of their heart, offers you their bike, uh, please take up on it and ride this beautiful state. Um, I would have just kicked myself in the butt if I would not have. Um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to ride in this state. Yep, and uh, you know we got to hand it to Kevin because he's really pushing himself to be on the show today. Uh, it's not something easy getting on a radio show when you're not used to doing it, and uh, I think most of you can understand that. Even me, I say, and uh, so <laughs> you know we're not perfect. We don't claim to be perfect. We don't want to be, be perfect. perfect. We just want to ride. All right. All right. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, and our website is Biker Life Radio. Dot com and follow Dutch at DutchVanAlston.com. We want to be sure and wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. We have so much in our family to be grateful for and thankful for, and we are also very thankful for all of you listeners for participating and being part of our show. Definitely. We thank you all. We are full of gratitude for all of our listeners, all our friends and family, and we hope that each and every one of you have a truly wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. My name is Chuck. And Deb. Rush. And we're truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us. We hope that you'll join us next week. We'll see you real soon. Thanks for putting up with me. <laughs> Until then. You've been listening to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb. Heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. right here on 1490 a.m. WWPR. We thank you for listening and invite you to join us next week. Our sponsor today is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. If you desire to be a leader in this fast-growing cosmetology industry, then contact Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, 719-390-9898. Or visit coloradosprings.tonyguy.edu. For more information about Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, call 208 Nine three zero one two seven six. Again, that number is two zero eight nine three zero one two seven six. Or visit them at cordelaine.tonyguy.edu. Or visit the Chuck and Deb Show sponsor page for more information.